how to transform your struggles into your strength with the author of Roar Back, Sherilyn Decker, on episode 186 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Sat down with my Bible and was like, okay, God, who am I then? And I had to really let him redefine who I was by what he said, because for my whole entire career, I was who someone else said I was. I was the boss. I was the, you know, I was the team leader. I was all of these other things. And I had to redefine myself by who God said I was. So we really started with the word resetting my foundation on what that was. Hi, this is Kelly Calabrese, and I help women become intentionally fabulous. My mission is to help women going through any stages of separation and divorce to go from fearful to fearlessly pursuing what sets their soul on fire. Here on Dr. Brad Miller's podcast, the Beyond Adversity podcast, his mission is to help you to crush adversity and discover your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where we help you to grow through what you go through navigating such adverse conditions as depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. We do so by talking to great guests and teach from a wealth of experience that can talk, that can speak into the matters of your life. You can always head over to drbradmiller.com for over 180 episodes of this podcast, which are designed to speak into your life. And we got a free gift for you there. My question for you, for you today is this. Do you ever in your life think that you are just totally burnt out? You've just had it. Are you, do you just kind of wonder if you're, if you're just too stressed or depressed? Or if you're good enough, or if you just kind of hide your real self from others, or do you feel paralyzed by your circumstances? That was a situation with our guest today. Her name is Sherilyn Decker. She was cruising along in the corporate world and things were going relatively well there, but she realized that was just simply not enough. That was not going to do it for her, especially when she had things that she was like a people-pleasing workaholic. She suffered mommy guilt, and she just felt that she was misguided in her life. Besides that, she was spiritually empty, emotionally drained, and her physical health was suffering as well. We're going to talk today about what she did about that circumstance. Her book is called Roar Back, Transforming Struggles into Strength. In this uh, podcast, we're going to talk about how she felt, all these feelings of depression and the the situation of being without purpose and the mommy guilt, all those feelings. Then we're going to talk about the process that she did step by step. You're going to learn all this 
particularly one or two very important aspects of her uh, of her choices to roar back in her life and to transform her struggles into strength. When we come back on the other side of the interview, we're going to talk about the one thing that we can learn from Sherilyn that you can do to apply to your life right now, what you can do. You're going to love this interview. Her name is Sherilyn Decker. She blogs at SherilynDecker.com. That's C-H-E-R-L-Y-N-D-E-C-K-E-R.com. She's the author of Roarback. Let's get into that conversation with Sherilyn Decker right now. Dr. Brad Miller on the Adversity Podcast, where we help you to grow through what you go through as we navigate various adverse conditions that we all face. It might be depression or divorce, perhaps disease that you face, maybe debt or perhaps a death in the family. We all go through stuff and we like to talk to to folks who have faced some adversity in their life and have chosen to break out of that pattern into something better and more complete. We like to call that the life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. And our guest today has done just that. Her name is Sherlyn Decker. She is a spiritual director, a speaker, an author, an entrepreneur. And she has tells has a great story to tell about the struggles that she has faced and now how she teaches others to face their fears and to, as she says, to transform their struggle and to strength. Her book is called Roar Back, and her name is Sherilyn Decker, and she is our guest today on Beyond Adversity. Sherilyn, welcome uh, today. Oh, Brad, I'm so happy to be here. I love the tagline of your podcast to help us get through, grow through what we go through, because that's really the challenge, isn't it? Whether or not we will let us strengthen us in the process. Well, we're going to talk just about that as we do navigate whatever things happen in our life. Well, let's talk for a moment, Sherilyn, about what happened in your life. Uh, what were some of the pivotal moments? What are some of the adversities that you face that kind of changed life for you that led you to do what you do now? But tell us your story. It all started with one of those phone calls that you get. And on the other end, the person says, I'm sorry, Sherilyn, your position has been eliminated. And I was sitting there and I had an inkling it was coming, but still in that moment, nothing can quite prepare you for the hit of what that meant. And I was, you know, I I was flooded with all of these questions, completely frozen in fear. And all of these things kept, I just kept being like, now what? Now what? And it was in that moment when I realized I didn't know who I was anymore. Because everything that I was, was tied up to what I did. I was working mm-hmm. for corporate America. In corporate America, I was very successful at what I was doing. I had left to go work for a startup, which I thought was promising. Bad fit. And then it was, you know, just that laid off from there and been like, okay, now I don't know what I'm going to do now. And it was, uh, we were living outside of Washington, D.C. at the time. And that's an area that in requires almost two incomes. And so when I lost my job, that was a significant hit. And at that moment in my marriage, I was the breadwinner. So we lost 60% of our income. And to just let that number sit with you, 60% of your income is fairly significant. Yeah. And so we just were at this place where we had to put some skin on our faith of whether we truly did believe that God was who he said he was. 
He says he's my provider. Did I truly, truly, truly believe that? And we had to walk that out. And I had to embrace all of the mess that was coming out of the inside of me as I was wrestling with all of the things that were attached to my job and all the work that God wanted to do in me in the process. So that's kind of where it started. Hmm. And then, unfortunately, your story to a lot of people, especially this, I think this all happened maybe before the COVID crisis, but we know in the COVID crisis the last couple of years, there's been a huge shift. A lot of people lost their jobs or a lot of people had some major shift in income or a lot of people had a shift in life circumstance. And so your story speaks to a lot of people's story right now. And there's a lot of people who just flat out don't feel like they're a fit in whatever they're doing and are just aching for something out and they feel a little trapped there. But let's talk about what you did then. You said you had to put some skin in the game, put some legs on your face and like this. That involves taking action. That involves getting, you know, not just having a pity party and kind of, you know, doing the poor me type of thing. You had to have done something. So tell us a little bit some of the, the actions or the shift that that you took or perhaps you and your husband took at that moment after you lost your job? Yeah, there were quite a few markers that I, of action steps that I took. And the first one was, you know, I really just kind of sat down with my Bible and was like, okay, God, who am I then? And I had to really let him redefine who I was by what he said. Because for my whole entire career, I was who someone else said I was. I was the boss. I was the, you know, I was the team leader. I was all of these other things. And I had to redefine myself by who God said I was. So it really started with the word resetting my foundation on what that was. The second one of the other things that I did was I had to realize that I could not do this by myself. And there was this lady that I kept looking for at church. I was looking all over the place. I remember she would teach some seminars or something on like guided prayer and things like that. And so I was looking for her. Her name had dropped into my spirit and I kept looking and looking all over only to find out that God had moved to her to another place. But I connected with her and she became my coach, my spiritual director through that season to kind of walk me through what I was facing because I didn't have a vocabulary for it. I didn't realize as you and I were talking just beforehand, that this was like a wilderness type of experience Mm -hmm. of realizing that I didn't know what I was going to face here, but a lot of what I was facing was myself and the reality of, I didn't like necessarily who I was. And it was an opportunity for me to really um, let God mold me and make me into something new in that process. And that requires a lot of transformation work and being willing to do that. And I think the third thing we really had to do is my husband and I had to recognize that God was calling me into something else because I had a network of people in my corporate world who I could have reached out to and could have sent my resume to. And I did all of those things. And then doors began to shut in my face. And I was like, well, God, this is what I went to school for. This is what my degree is in and all of those things. And every door was shut. And this opportunity came along for what seemed like the job of a lifetime, the title, the money, all the things that I thought mattered. But it was an hour and a half one way in D.C. traffic to this job with no public transit. We had public transit, just not to this place. And it was like, oh, you know, in that place of choice of what will I pick and what will I choose to do? And I knew very strongly that God was saying no. And so I was just like, told the headhunter, thank you. This is not the right opportunity for me. And my husband was not thrilled. 
And so we, I had to just. Because reality was starting to sit in too, I'm sure, about the, oh, whatever, sure. the, the mortgage was there and car payments and what have you and that, this offer that was there. Yeah. Yes. And then when that stuff happens, one thing then happens after another, right? The car breaks down, other yeah. things begin to break and all of a sudden more money is going out than it would have in the before. And we were faithful stewards. We had, you know, become financial counselors through the financial ministry through church. So we knew some foundational things, but this was a different level of faith that we'd ever had to trust God for. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, just having these conversations with my husband, rather, this was the right thing. Are you sure that you feel like God is calling you into something else? And then he sees his, you know, verse of the day pop up on his phone. And it was, you know, do not, you know, you know, transform your mind. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. And, oh, and yeah. he's just like, sends me a screenshot with that. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so leading as well as you had yours and they finally, you know, came together. They finally intersected. And that's an awesome God moment when, when that happens. So, so you did it, huh? So you went ahead and took the plunge to, I mean, you, Took the made the decision to not take that opportunity and go some, for some other opportunities and and in this process you, you from just our conversation here, Sherlyn, that you were sensitive about spiritual. What I'm getting at here is that you took some of the actions that people need to take. You know, you went to the headhunter, you did other things. You, I'm sure, you made some adjustments in your lifestyle financially or whatever it would have been, and you took some action. And that's so important. We did. And I'm sorry, go ahead. We did. We had, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because we do, we did have to take a look at the reality of the things. Where can I cut back? Where can I renegotiate costs? You know, where can we let everybody know we lost our job? And so do we have to possibly change, you know, our payment structure and things. We did the responsible things on the money side. We did the responsible things on the job hunting side. But at the end of the day, this was not that type of ask. This was a spiritual ask with God. Would, would he, would I trust him to go into a place that's unknown in both my heart and in my career path? Well, let's go to that spiritual ask here just for a moment, because I'm a believer that in order to have true transformation, you have to connect with a higher power or something be greater than ourselves. And that's where transformation takes place. We take the physical action that gets us off the, off the spot, off the spot that we're in, but then we have to have the inner transformation. So you mentioned about some things, basically about what I might call a spiritual what other things did you do? What kind of things did you do to engage a, uh, you mentioned about a spiritual director came into your life. What are some things you did to engage a spiritual transformation, which uh, then, you know, became a part of your process of overcoming this adverse life condition to get you through to what you do? I was listening to sermons from a lot of different places and a lot of different voices that I just didn't have an opportunity to do so because I was working. And so mm -hmm. I remember we had, I was standing in my grungy clothes, mopping the kitchen floor with my greasy ponytail, right? And I'm listening to this, you know, sermon and the pastor is talking about how maybe we were not geographically positioned for God to bless us. And I stopped and I was like, you are reading my mail. And so we just, it was this opportunity to, to, to hear God speak right to me wondering, okay, do we need to move? Do I need to let go of some things? Because I had been in this process, Brad, where I was 
tightly clenched fist around all the things that I liked about my life. Mm-hmm. And they were all being pried open. So my career, you know, we were in an amazing church. We had an amazing group of friends and all of these things God was challenging me to let him have. Will you trust me with this? Will you trust me with that? And it was just this season of letting go. And one of those options that kind of came to the surface was my husband was being trans- being asked to be transferred to Denver. And I was a firm, no way. I'm not going. This is where my family lives. No, thanks. This is where our kids were born. This is where I was raised. We're going to stay here. And so when that pastor was, you know, who I don't even know, I'm just listening to the recording, right? right? When he said something and it felt like it penetrated so deeply in my heart, I knew God was speaking to me. And so there were things like that, that I was listening to. There were, you know, the I was doing a lot of different types of reading. I was studying Jonah and realizing that God has asked him to go someplace and, you know, would he do it? And then studying Abraham of what God was asking him to do something, would he do it? And understanding that in that process, we don't always know what, where we're headed. And that I was a type A, you know, give me the plan. Let's get it done. I'm very driven. But God was saying, I'm not giving you the plan. I need you to trust me in a faith walk. And so it was a lot of re- me just finding myself in the stories of scripture and finding myself in the sermons that I was listening to where God was beginning to speak and give me direction. And, you know, I, I God gives me a lot of dreams. There's a lot of seasons during that time where I was getting vivid dreams and I knew that they were directional. Hmm. Well, that is uh, very awesome that you had the sensitivity about that. I'll just give you, I guess, one detail. Did your husband ask for the transfer or they, his company asked him to transfer? It was an interesting way that that came up. There was a, I'll call it a lunch and learn, like a bring your lunch and let's listen to this presentation for this other part of the company. They were starting up a new division and they had asked him to be a part of that. And so he had jumped into that. He was a part of this. And they were really looking to kind of make their own division outside of the, where they currently were, to unplug from the current office and go start their own office someplace else. And in that process, all of this was happening in my life. And so we thought it might have been Texas. And then we thought it might have been someplace else. And so this was all kind of percolating. And then, you know, the Denver thing happened about a, about almost a year into my layoff. Yeah. Well, one reason I'm asking that, because, you know, you, it sounded like you were, in a way, coordinating your your God moments with your husband and that, you know, you had this moment of truth where he has this opportunity to go to Denver and you are dealing with all the other dynamics, families, do you sound like you were raised in that Washington DC area or your, your family was there? So you got all that dynamics and all the stuff that keeps one in one, one place. And that meant he may have been being led for other reasons, other places, and you had to come together. And so what, what I'm getting at here with Charlene is spiritual discernment comes into play, you know, really trying to be wise about this. And, and this part of the spiritual life is not just you know, abdicating things to kind of, oh, well, that's the way it goes. It is kind of working in, in tune or engagement or harmony with the Holy Spirit and with the others who are in our life. You've made a covenant with your husband, for instance. And so that covenant comes into play as well. Do you think of, can you think of any other moments in this whole process where you kind of felt this harmonic convergence, I'll say, about how kind of the spirit in your physical situation and opportunities seem to come together? Anything else? 
on that line. Ask me a different way. When did you see uh, God just an aha moment for you? They really confirmed that this was okay. We're good here. Even though I'm nervous about it, I'm anxious about it. This is an aha moment. Yeah, I'm ready to do, to do this. Oh my gosh. There were so many confirming things that had happened. I remember somebody coming up to us at church and just having a conversation about, they had me confused with somebody else. And they were like, oh, I hear you're moving. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and so it was one of those things, a complete mistaken identity, but God was like talking to me and poking at me and getting me to kind of let down my will and my way. And so it was just so many of those little things that I was paying attention to, because I think that's really the key is paying attention to all the little nudges that I got from the Holy Spirit along the way. And as you were saying, having wisdom and discernment to be like, oh, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is more significant. It maybe that person did hear from the Lord and say, oh, I hear you're moving. And that was more of a you know, prophetic than it actually, than I actually believed that it was at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so it, I think that that was one of the things. And then from a, from a realization that God was working. So when my layoff happened in February and then probably about September, I go to his Labor Day barbecue and we're walking in. It was one of these mixed companies types of groups where there were people who I knew from corporate and then who I used to work with and then people mm -hmm. from my church. So there was a, a common group of friends there. And so okay. I walked into this backyard carrying my, you know, my salad or dessert, whatever my last name told me to bring and our lawn chairs and my kids in tow. Right. And we're walking in as a family. And this lady that used to work for me was there and she saw me come in and she says, Sherilyn. I recognized your form, but not your countenance. So much had changed in me in that process that somebody who worked with me every single day recognized a transformation had happened. And that's when I realized that the work that I had been doing was starting to pay off. It was starting to show. It was starting to, I was starting to emerge as something different. And I was realizing, okay, God, if I can trust you with all of these layers of my heart that we've had to explore, then yes, I can trust you with this move. Awesome. Well, let's go there with people like this uh, co-worker or former co-worker and somebody you uh, had that kind of relationship with you and your former in your work environment and guys and whatever. And then she saw you in this new way. And then uh, so she saw the transformation take place. Let's talk about the role that emotional relationships play in transformation. That could be with your husband. It could be with family members. It could be with co-workers or church folks. Or perhaps it's a mentor you might have, you know, through a sermon that you hear or, uh, you know, books or tapes or whatever influencers in, our, in your life. Tell me about the, you know, you know the power of positive uh, relationships to help our maybe mentorships or, or accountability groups that help you in this process of transformation. Tell me what that role played with you. Yeah. So there was a spiritual director who I mentioned. And then around Easter time. I remember being at a Good Friday service and had heard a sermon about dying to self in a different kind of way. And I really became that that just broke me. And so I rushed to the altar that particular weekend and was met by one of the women pastors that were on staff. And she was like the children's minister or something mm -hmm. over the nursery. And she and I just bonded and we met 
on a regular basis to kind of, for, and, and we're exploring, I think one of the Ruth Haley Barton books about loneliness and just the, the transformation and all of the things that I was going through in the process and just sharing this journey. And in some, so many ways, she was there to kind of hold my arms up while I was dealing with all of this nasty stuff that was coming out of my heart. So she was very powerful voice in me. And then from a distance, somebody who I've never met in person, but who I've adopted as my spiritual dad is Graham Cook. And so I just began to dive into his books and his te- his teaching series and those types of things, ordering, you know, watching his messages online and things like that, and just beginning to to hear him speak into my life as a mentor. I had lost my dad a couple of years before, so he kind of became my adopted father in that way. And we've never met, and I can't wait when I finally do and just tell him that you know I adopted him 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be thrilled to hear, hear that. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, the, what you're sharing here is the dynamic that happens, the energy that starts to pop, crackle, and everything when, when some uh, – when relationships come into play in our transformation. And that's a, an awesome thing. I love to see these various elements of transformation, the physical action, the spiritual, the spiritual force and the emotional thing. And another piece of it, I think it's just kind of the, what I call the cognitive, which is the, the habits or the practices or the disciplines or how we actually live out our daily life. You know, we have these high moments, but how did your day-to-day life uh, transform or what are maybe some of the the practices or habits that you do now which help you stay on track with the so those countenances some do you have a countenance of peace about you i think the most transformational one for me has been standing on the promises of god and in a way that they become a rock and in the way that they become a sword and and I mean by when I you know when I was saying here we were dealing with uh, financial struggle and do I trust God to be my provider and all of those things I was standing in the word that's like you know you will you you provided for the widow you provided for this person you provided for that person and whatever promise it was whoever God said he was if he said he was my healer if he said he was my protection, if he said he was my friend, all of those things who he said he was, I was like, I want to know you like that. And so I would say to him, I don't know this aspect of you. I don't know you as my provider. So I need to see it. Yes. It was like, I saw his blessings. I saw his hand of favor and stuff on me in the job, but I didn't know him as my provider when we had nothing, when we had, when we were, when we were just thankful to find $50 in the ditch. Because I mean, and I'm I'm serious. Like here we were, we were walking the dogs, and my kid was a you know she was probably in um, kindergarten or first grade at the time, and we're walking the dogs, and we're between these couple of houses, so we're not by anybody's car. We didn't see it fall out of somebody's purse, but there it was, fifty dollars laying in the ditch, and that was gas money that week. You know, or when the Costco rebate check comes at the same time with the electric bill, and it's almost the same with a little bit of leftover because that's God. He's abundant. He gives you more than you need. I mean, these days, $50 won't fill up my car, but then it did. Sure. And so we're in this place where I was seeing God show up 
in ways I hadn't seen before because I was looking for it. I was trusting it. I was standing in faith for it by saying, this is who you say you are. And I'm trusting and, and um, believing it. And so I was, I was given his word back to him. It was like, Jesus would say, it is written. And I would be like, it is written. They pull out verse <laughs> out standing on and declaring the word of God over my life in a way that I had never, I was just, wasn't a part of my faith tradition. And that's something that's awesome. that, you know, God was really challenging me to do. Yeah. It's really cool when you see the manifestation of our belief system come to fruition, whether it's uh, finding some literally money in the ditch or something else that happens. And one of the great ways, I think, Sherilyn, that it does this faith that we take, that we approach God in our life is manifested in how we share that love with other people. We share the good news. We share our story. We share our process to share had with others and you've chosen to do that by writing a book and you have several other things on your website uh, that are helpful to people particularly women i believe but uh, the name of your book is roar back transforming struggle into strength so if a person is uh, hearing our story here today and maybe she has a similar story of losing a job or losing something of value and then struggling what is she going to find when she picks up roar back or somebody gives it to her as a gift She's going to find some raw honesty about what I was walking through and the transparent journey of what the Holy Spirit walked me through and what he, you know, the questions he asked me, the things he was challenging me to do, the things that he was challenging me to believe and let go of. It's definitely a raw DIY story of what God did in my life. And what I love about you know, the verse in Revelation that it says, we overcome him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the lamb, which is the price that Jesus paid for us on the cross and the power, the word of our testimony. And so when we can think of my story being my testimony of what God did for me to be something that helps someone else overcome their situation, then I have a responsibility to share my story with whoever God gives me the opportunity to. And so I'm so thankful for you, Brad, for even having me here to share my story with how I have overcome some of these things, because that's what war back is. It's, it's, it's the inner confidence, the, in, the con, the confidence that came out of me in that season is now makes me absolutely fearless when the enemy tries to throw stuff at me. I'm like, really? You're trying that? Okay. (laughs) And so then I pull out my Bible and I find a promise from God. And I'm just like, I can go to battle with him in the, you know, with, with the word of God, knowing that God is faithful and that God will do what he says he's going to do. And I can trust him and I can be in his hands and know that he's got me. And so all of that came out of that season of saying, okay, maybe it's my testimony, or maybe it's another episode that you're hearing from. Maybe it's this book. Maybe it's another book that you're reading. Maybe it's the stories in the Bible that are saying, Hey, you did it for them. Can you do that for me? And so I'm hoping that that's what we can do with the power of testimony is realize how much it can unlock breakthrough for other people. Well, let's, let's go to that power of testimony. Then you've shared your testimony in a very powerful way here today. I know you do so in your book, which in many ways is, you know, your story of your process and what you went through, but I'm sure that you not only through your book, but the resources you have on your website and through other connections you've had, that you've had uh, opportunity to share people from in particular, I, I would presume, I'd like to hear a story of a testimony of someone you've worked with or someone who's been in your life or your sphere of influence 
that you've seen who is kind of in that ditch where you are at or similar and now has come out. Tell me a story about someone you've worked with that uh, has come out to. Oh, my goodness. There's so many to choose from. And the person who's coming up in my mind's eye is somebody who was in an environment where she was also in a corporate job and it was extremely toxic. And they were beating down on her for who she was. And she came out of that job situation. She left and she just came out of that job situation completely not knowing who she was. She lost her confidence in herself. And we, you know, we probably met this past January and we just started. She she heard me speak somewhere. And so she reached out and she felt like the Holy Spirit was telling her she needed to work with me. And so within the first probably one or two conversations, she had this massive shift of realizing that, you know, that time that she spent at that company wasn't wasted, that God was going to redeem every single piece of it. And in the process, she has not only found her confidence again, she has found new purpose and she is now doing something in complete alignment with her gifts. And she was a former physician and she was somebody who was told and taught that she didn't have any kind of, that she couldn't talk about what she was doing because it brought too much attention on herself. Hmm. And so she just would be like, oh, she wouldn't let anybody call her a doctor. And so, and so I'm like, but this is your gifting. This is your skill set. This is who God created you to be. And she's like, yeah, but that's who I used to be. Hmm. And I'm like, that's still who you are. You're still very much somebody who is science minded, who cares very much about how God created things and how people work in the mind and all of that. And so she's, you know, shifted all of her creativity into a way to kind of have a to work with a ministry for other doctors and to work in, and she loves to ask those deep questions of the faith and, and ask why. So she's found her gifting and her niche inside of apologetics because that's where she's realized that's where her natural giftings work best. And she's finally to the place where she's okay with people calling her doctor again, even though she's retired and she's not practicing and, you know, she has a completely different direction and that just to see the confidence that's coming out of her be able to walk out what god has put in front of her in a complete new way has made her has made her transform for sure well, that that's an awesome uh, story to tell and i'm sure there's other opportunities out there so if people want to understand and connect with you i know you speak and you have resources on your website and your book if people want to be connected with you sherilyn how can they how can they do so the best place to go would be my website, SherilynDecker.com. And if they click, um, I think it's forward slash beyond hyphen adversity. I'll make sure I get that link to you. SherilynDecker.com forward slash beyond hyphen adversity. There's a special place for you to go to get connected. And I'll give you a free gift of one of the prayers that I have there for the declarations that I take from the word of God that I stand on. And that's a kind of good way to get started and standing on the promises of God. We'll look forward to that and all those connections you could find at our website, drbradmiller.com. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to have our author guest with us here today. Her book is Roar Back, Transforming Struggles into Strength, and she's all about empowering you to face circumstances that you have with courage, confidence, and boldness. We thank you for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity, Sherilyn Decker. 
Many, many, many thanks to Sherilyn Decker for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Uh, what a great story that she shared about an, uh, being a circumstance that many of you are in right now, being kind of uh, depressed and without purpose. And some of you feeling the mommy guilt thing and some of us feel the daddy guilt thing. It is all out there, you know, where we try to do it all, but you just can't. So the idea here is to focus on what really matters. And that's the one thing that I want you to learn from what Sherilyn shared with us today. The one thing that you can do right now, and is what she calls a declaration, a declaration to help you to declare that I will break free from this circumstance and move forward with courage and confidence and boldness and do something about it. It is a process that she has called the declaration process. You can head over to her website, SherilynDecker.com, and you can look at her book, of course, Roar Back, uh, Transforming Struggles into Strength. But I really like the situation she has about helping you to declare your breakthrough with a declaration statement. And she has an exercise to help you do just that at her website, SherilynDecker.com, C-H-E-R-L-Y-N-D-E-C-K-E-R.com. We'll put all the links to everything she's about at our website, DrBradMiller.com. That is also where you can find complete show notes on this and all the other podcast episodes that we have at Beyond Adversity, over 180 episodes of people to speak into your life to help you to grow through what you go through, that's what I'm dedicated for in my life. And if you love this kind of content, if you want this to just to be a point of emphasis to spread to others, share it with others. Share the links on uh, Apple Podcast and at the website, drbradmeller.com, and to share it with your friends. We would appreciate it uh, if you're on uh, Apple, for instance, podcast to give a follow and a rate and a review. It's always appreciated. My name is Dr. Brad Meller. And it's my mission to help you to grow through what you go through and encourage you every step of the way in your process as you navigate adverse conditions in your life. So until next time, friends, I just want to encourage you to continue to do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.